marker, marker, marker. Well, shit. Mark hey, that. young world. <laughs> Delete the last minute and a half. Hey, young no, world. Well, well, let's introduce our guests if you hey, haven't well, already figured out that we are recording. Wilson's doing the intro music himself. Yeah, we'll put that on there and edit um, beforehand. How about that, Wilson? I'm not here to dance to it, though. You know, Wilson, uh, last night as we were walking into in Indie Spirits, as you might have heard us just talking about, um, which is an event here in Chicago and a couple other markets, great independent show for brands and people in the industry to come hang out, drink, try new things, and hopefully then get placements inside yeah. of bars and restaurants. But That's I was walking goal. out after setting up my table and I was heading up to the round table discussion and this man that was wearing a vest, a puffy vest, a puffy. Was, was walking towards me with his uh, headphones in and his mask on. I'm like, he looks familiar. Good haircut. And I'm like, oh, is that my really great friend, Wilson Ramon Torres? And he's just lost so much weight that I just, I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> I just wanted to say congratulations on that. Thanks, brother, man. Yeah, I was, like, I was yeah. like, that's not Wilson. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, summer's been good to you. Yeah. 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 Summer, summer loving. Mm. Had a good time. It's fall now, baby. Oh, it's fall. Well, I'm still sweater weather. I'm still <laughs> falling. We're all in sweater weather. Yeah, yeah. I love sweater. Sweater weather. I love it. I love sweater weather. Like sweater weather. Like sweater weather. Oh. Yeah, it is like wearing pajamas. <laughs> I love that, Jake. Who is this dude, bro? It's Andy. Andy. Yeah. yeah. It's Andy from Mythology. Yeah. Yeah. We also have Brett Bauer with us from Sagamore Spirit, yeah. who Double kind of put B. this whole podcast together. Double B. Hello, hello. By podcast, I mean the whole Key in the Lake. No, just yeah. this episode. Marty <laughs> Marty Duffy asked me, do you still do that little key in the lake thing? <laughs> that like, little key I'm like, yeah, we, we do, Marty. And he's like, well, I don't see you promote anymore on Facebook. I'm like, well, because I'm meta. So obviously oh. I don't go to Facebook anymore. Yeah, you Facebook. could have had an all Duffy all-star cast episode last night. Oh, yeah, man. we could have. Jamie, what? Her brother? Her brother. Her I, didn't, I didn't, her, didn't know that was her brother until yeah, about yeah. midnight. And oh, really? <laughs> we were talking. He's like, so yeah. you work for a brand? I'm like, I, I do. Yeah. I, I, what, do you, what are you up to? And he's like, I'm Jamie's brother. I'm like, oh. Yeah, he looked now like he was it. 12. Is yeah, 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 I guess so. He yeah. was at the show. Her dad was there. Her dad was there. Is her dad in the business, nope. too? No, uh, he's a fireman. He's okay. A fireman. Yeah, he just uh, helps out with Indie Spirits every year. Nice. It's actually, we met. I met Jamie through her dad. Oh, at really? Indie Spirits. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like four years ago, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, we were, uh, I was helping out. So <clears> I was <throat> in between Koval and. Oh, yes. You were after doing, I, um, after you were I, doing media. You were doing right. media. After I was done with Cooper Spirits, you know, yeah. driving the van around. <laughs> that was cool. The whiskey mobile. Yeah. That's so cool. But yeah, I was just helping out with Indie One van that I would totally get into if offered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the slow and low it's whiskey van? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I drove that around for an entire like four months. Oh wow. Awesome. Yeah, around the Midwest. Yeah, it was it was, cool. it was great until the AC broke and oh, there's no cruise God. control. Yeah. You can like only July, go about maybe get to seventy. Maybe get to seventy. <laughs> yeah. Right in the middle of July. Um, missed the World Cup final oh, while driving bro. back home from Dude, Minnesota. It's um, so shaggy inside, bro. Yeah. It was awesome though. It's so shaggy. makeshift bar. Yeah. Oh my God. It was the closest thing i ever did know it'd be kind it was of mechanic, rolling porn, i guess a little dude. bit it was a rolling <laughs> yeah. porn mobile pretty much it rolled that's yeah. about it, it rolled. yeah <laughs> you're starting to get off to california and my the last week i had it the, the brakes just basically stopped working oh, <laughs> and the power the, the power steering if it actually existed in right. there wasn't really working so my my the auto body guy took it to worked on like old like custom european cars even okay. though this was like an old chevy um he was He's like way over on like Irving Park in Sacramento. 
So I was driving it from the east side over to the west side and really didn't have great brakes and didn't have any power steering at all and just was floating down Addison and somehow just kind of rolled in there like perfectly the whole way. I'm like, I'm going to take the back roads, go earlier yep. in the morning yep. and summer day. But yeah, somehow survived. Did got it like there. the crank windows too? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This, this was a cool van. But this someone has cool. put in the... So there's a, battery, there's a battery for the car and a battery for the sound system because there's like a built-in sound system that destroyed the battery of the entire yeah. car, unfortunately. But whoever designed it put it in backwards of the manual that they had built for it okay so i thought when the car died i was jumping it but i was just jumping the stereo system for like <laughs> yeah be like, boom, 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 boom. so yes. like yeah wow. and i was at uh somewhere over like on in west loop area and the car just died one night and it was like 1 a.m guys like helping me that's coming out of the bar he's like i have a boat and this looks really familiar to the battery i have for my sound system on my boat and i'm like yeah, it does look like a battery for a sound system. Pulls in the back, help yeah, me. so <laughs> we figured that out. Once I figured that out, it became like a, not a mechanic, but just had to know some mechanical terms of yeah. I ran into oh, this guy man. in Milwaukee who actually customized vans, and so like one night we're sitting at a bar. I'm like, forget all the trade <laughs> shit. Just tell me about this van. Like, how do I need to make this thing work and roll? Yeah, I'm like text him stuff, and he'd help me out with things. But yeah, it's very hairy men somewhere in Milwaukee. <laughs> Just a big beard, big sweater. <laughs> What's that uh, show with the uh, the ducks, Duck Dynasty? Oh, like, like one yeah. of those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah very was, Wisconsin. Very Wisconsin. Very Wisconsin. Yeah. I was just just in Wisconsin this weekend, actually. Yeah, he yeah. was in Wisconsin. For the loss of Iowa, the downfall, the downfall of Iowa football, Brett. That was um. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That was unexpected. Brett Bielema. Quite obvious. So Michigan lost too. Illinois yeah, lost. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was a and bad he, table. Whoever Wilson roots for, hopefully won. The University of Miami won. Finally. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, oh. yeah. Yeah. The U. The U. Yeah. The the U. U. Uh, yeah. One winner at this table. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, but that victory will probably get taken away. The artist that used to be the yeah. U. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, we're, we had, I mean, on paper, we're solid. And then obviously, it's all different once you get hit in the mouth a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, welcome to college football talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two wins over two. Two top twenty-five teams over the last two weeks, so I think okay. we're on. A, oh, we're that's a, pretty good. That's yeah, nice. Who did you guys have this week? Uh, last week we had Pitt. The year before, the week before that, we had North Carolina State. Okay. Nice. So they were all yeah. So like, this week we got Georgia Tech. Hmm. So yeah, looking forward to it. Nice. I'm just Boys scared. are blue and green. Doesn't I, no, Iowa plays Northwestern at yeah, Northwestern. Illinois, at Northwestern. Minnesota. Should we go? I would like a bye week. Yeah, we can't lose. Bears well, play on Monday night this week. Yeah. Bears play on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. The disappointment has fallen all over all of my sports teams. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the Bears. You know, I, Listen, my Detroit Lions are 0-8. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I have to hand it to you guys out of Michigan, man, with your sports teams. I mean, they fucking suck. And <laughs> But you guys are so... You're so diehard. You're so diehard. I, I truly appreciate like, Even that. the Red Wings. I really do. Like, the most loyal fans in the world. Oh, yeah. And yeah. They, when was the last time they were good? Like, yeah. How? Yeah, but I terrible is that though. Steve Yzerman does. Yeah. <laughs> but how crazy! It? The Red Wings don't come here again this year. Really? Ever since they switched divisions, oh, yeah. yeah, they're here right. once, and it was the first. Oh, three the or four years. still defeated. I think they won last night. Oh wow! I think <laughs> Patrick Kane had a, Patrick Kane had a hat trick or something. <laughs> oh, he did. I did see that. Yeah, they, awesome. they get their first win. You know. That's, yeah, that's your that's your that's your sports talk. That's your But let's get into Brett's friend. It was a new yeah, friend yes. to us yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Brett, Brett, yeah, Brett. please go ahead. Sure. Uh, welcome to Andy Isaac. 
uh, I know from Breakthrough. I, like, I love the last I know. name. You don't know. I know. Uh, but I met him at Breakthrough a like long, long time ago. None of you assholes uh, out there know him. <laughs> and uh, I think he, correctly from Michigan, spent some time in Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. it's been in Illinois probably seven or eight years now. No, only six. Only six? Only yeah. Six. Yeah, so I spent six years in Wisconsin. Well, it looks good. Well, oh, that's right. The first, time I met, the first time I met Andy, I called him for some Milwaukee on-premise advice. And he talked for about a minute. He goes, it really doesn't matter because I'm moving to Chicago in about a month. Oh. <laughs> to, be, to be your brand manager. I was like, oh, oh okay. okay cool. we'll, talk, we'll talk then. We'll talk yeah. then. Well, good luck with the move. Let me know when you get settled and we'll figure it out. That's awesome. So um, what were you doing in Wisconsin? Uh, so working for Breakthrough. Okay. Yeah, so I was running their on-premise uh, marketing division. And okay. uh, for all spirits and wine, there was like 186 suppliers that I was dealing with. Wow. Wine and spirits. I'm like, That's a lot. Oh, How does one do that? I just, I, I'm glad we're getting fires out. Right, right. <laughs> when the fires start burning, you're just like, okay, who's who's barking the loudest? Yeah. So, Is that really the production of the day? Like, you just basically put on fire from account to account? Legit. Wow. No, from supplier to supplier, basically. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, just brutal. Oh. But I got to tell you, like, I learned so much from it. What's the one thing that you would say is like huge to you that you've learned? Um, you got to realize like the difference in like large suppliers versus small suppliers mm. and how scrappy small suppliers were. It was mm. awesome. Yeah. They're yeah. like they're like, Oh, we've got a budget of X. Big suppliers are like, We got a budget of Y plus Z and you're like, I'm actually having more money spending the small like supplier budget. Yeah. It was awesome. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. Have you guys ever been on the distributor side? Or always Supplier side. Uh, supplier Always side. Brand, yeah. I think okay. yeah. what's been unique, I think, for us, I, I mean, I've, to a degree, I can speak for Jake, but for me, um, being able, being a market manager, you're able to, obviously, you're that middle guy. You're obviously that bridge between yep. the distributor and the supplier. Yep. So, you know, you're managing actually two relationships. Yeah. yeah. You know, so... Um, plus the market itself. Plus the accounts, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's you. you're kind of like in this... An unloved tr- love triangle. Mm. It, feels like you're, it feels like you're in limbo a lot. Yeah, yeah. You always wonder, you like, know, you're yeah. like, who do I, look, who do I love today? Right. Yeah. You know, and who do I speak to today yeah. on behalf of the other lover or whatever? You know right. what I'm saying? So it's really weird. Um, but yeah, no, never on the distributor side. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can do. That. I like the one story. Yeah. Aspect. Yeah, you know. just managing one portfolio. But also, I mean, a little bit before Andy's time and then during, it really changed. Like when I was at the distributor way back last century, suppliers came in. There were there weren't a lot of them, but they they were in charge. Like you did, you just changed whatever to, to yeah. make them happy. You, you mm-hmm. scheduled your day, work with. They got deals through that I couldn't get through. Like they were. It was now. There's so many. Yeah, like it's almost like yeah. a tough part for Andy and, and and those before him. Who do you bet on? Who do you answer? Maybe mm, this guy, yeah, this right. woman on paper doesn't look like much, but I've seen the plans exactly. and I've seen what's there and I've tasted the liquid and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. going to break through. And then maybe you bet on someone else and they don't, but it's like, I just got it. Breakthrough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know did that. It. Did it. There we go. <laughs> did it but it had, you know, it had to be a real interesting yeah. slash fun and also challenging time just because how many brands came across your desk you said no to? Didn't we say no to Sagamore? Yeah. <laughs> that was the... Uh, <laughs> no shit. That was my original advice to Andy. Was, uh, Get I would, out of here. Was that we I don't did. think so. We said no to Sagamore. Yeah. And then somehow it Some happened. of the changes that we you went back to them yeah. with, I yeah. think they took to, to heart and put in play and then yeah. made it a lot more of an attractive hmm. For sure. proposition. But I can only think of the ones that come across your desk that A, that you said no to that you've never heard of. Oh my God. And then some that you've probably said no to that 
every once in a while you see him like yeah. and there damn was, yeah there they were some just brands we said yes to mm-hmm. and like like gung-ho about it yeah then they just didn't resonate in the market so yeah. it's like how much more effort are we going to push up the hill right so it's almost like wall street yeah oh yeah like who are you betting on who are you betting on exactly yeah well for the evolution of all these brands obviously the thousands have popped up over the last decade plus is that made the job for a distributor harder you think or is it even a more chance to do i guess more sales more better in a way i think distributors for brands that pop up are pretty good at getting that initial distribution yeah and then kind of what they were talking about the round table yesterday and then for lack of time mm-hmm. they kind of wash their hands of it and it's on the brand and yeah, right. you get yeah. someone like us out there a guy like wills and authors pounding the shit out of the pavement yeah. and generating orders you turn some heads you start paying attention but otherwise it's okay next month i got to get distribution on something else yeah. and unless it becomes an order i can only push it when i have to push it because i got to push 14 or 15 brands every month to feed my family mm-hmm. right so regardless of how awesome Sagamore, Starward, Mythology, Union Horse are, there's a lot of stores that we end up on shelves that, to be frank, we probably don't belong on. Yeah, that's a, big, you know? that's a big conversation that we always have as brands. Like, okay, go over our account list. Yeah. Go visit those accounts. Go see, is it a place where we should even be in at first? Totally. And if not, like, what does not focus any time on it? Like, take your top 10, 15 accounts and give them your love. But, that, but then so, you have to, obviously, you have to keep building the brand, yeah. so can't just stay in those accounts all day as much as we'd like to and try to at fountainhead before they close <laughs> that's where you get the trick back though too like i've got a great team and we've got three SKUs and accounts that probably to be frank in certain markets don't have any business having one yeah, yeah. and because of the relationships and the way my team has worked not only do they have three SKUs, four SKUs, they've reordered they've displayed mm. we've done some tastings and pushed a little but it's not if you stop and look at it it's like man, do we maybe Two years from now, it makes sense to be here, but sure. they've got account sold goals. they got right. distribution goals. We all do. Yeah. So, so at some point, you got to go get it done, but, mm-hmm. but I think that makes it even harder for the distributor because then in the mm-hmm. moments when they're not being paid to feed their family and down getting it done, they can relax because they know Brett from Sagamore will be in here and, and, and he takes care of this account yeah, in account. the meantime. Right, right, right. right. So. so when you're looking at a list of 180 suppliers, like what's your thought process of that? Is it just overwhelming or is it like, hey, like, Obviously, some of these will rise to the top and do yeah. themselves in a way, and I can also help out some along the way. So when I so the nice thing is when I first started in distribution, I'm actually glad I started with that many suppliers because as I like as I progress in different roles, yeah, the list kind of like dwindled down. So it got a little bit more honed in. Then I really started um, just focusing on our craft spirits portfolios, mm-hmm. and so then you're like then you're in that ball game where you're like, okay. You're like, who are the little guys and the big guys in craft spirits? Yeah, because right. there's, I mean, it's a whole nother measurement. Whole nother measurement. And so it's true. It's becoming that you you got to realize like what like um like what is like in the future like what the trends are going to become. Um, and so like right now is it like is it um luxury tiered whiskey? Is it tequila? Is it mezcal? And you're like you're kind of like starting to predict like what the what the trade is going to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're looking at different markets. So like we would always consistently look at like LA, New York, like what's happening there. Cause it's like, usually stuff happens there first, right. then kind of comes here. And then like when I was working in Wisconsin, things would happen like seven years <laughs> later yeah. in Wisconsin after Chicago. Well, I mean, you're walking right. very long. <laughs> so, but, um, to answer your first question. So like when you're dealing with that many suppliers, yeah. you gotta like, you gotta kind of just pick and choose one. Mm-hmm. It's relationships. Yeah. Two, it's like who's got like the creative programming, the money to spend in the market. Mm-hmm. And I think the most successful suppliers were basically like, 
okay, we're going to rely on you to get distribution, mm-hmm. and then it's our job to get pull through. And so, because they know, like, they're one one supplier. The distributor's got 100, 100 plus suppliers. So they'll go get the distribution. That one supplier, that's all they have is that one portfolio. Yeah. So it uh, it's kind of like a, like a tug and pull piece. <laughs> like, do you have the money to, like, do brand activation? Um, or are you just looking to, like, fingers crossed that your brand's going to start pulling because they like your label. So it's, uh, it's the game is wild. Right. And it's just so, it's so interesting to see like still to this day, like how many brands, um, are coming to the market. Mm -hmm. And so for example, like mythology, we just started expanding nationally. And so, but, and when I say that, we're like, we're a Colorado brand. And so I hopped on board to help them go across state lines to really like start like talking about that, like distributor talk. Because they didn't have that experience mm-hmm. to talk to distributors. And so I'm like, man, we're like, we're going to be the small guys in any distributor house. And so it's kind of like looking at that strategy, like making sure that your brain is also going to fit with the distributor. So like, are we going to go with the really big guys, like a breakthrough of Southern? Or are we going to go with the smaller guys that only have a handful of Spears portfolios? Yeah. So it's, um, it's a, different ball game on both sides of the of the field so right. yeah th- there's a reason why there's those essentially craft distributors now yeah they, they focus on that like we're talking there's so many more brands out there totally take away that 100 and, uh, 186 that you had that's probably now like 225 250 <laughs> yep. um, they yep. can go in different houses that way yeah. and get the attention that they need the love they need from those smaller distribution centers but yeah. um what made you leave that side of the business to come on to the brand side um I dark knew- side <laughs> dark side yeah <laughs> It can be. So it was always true. Um, it was always in the docket to yeah. hop onto the supplier side. Okay. Um, just kind of be a dual threat. I'm assuming you had offers before this brand to come over. So yeah, there. Um, but nothing like I wasn't ready. Right. Um. So give me a give me an example. So you I were um, never ready to handle 182. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to one. But but one one is too much. <laughs> so people people ask all the time. They're like, what? Like, why'd you hop over? So I'm always use like um. Like a story. So I was, I'm a classically trained chef. Okay. Nice. And so went through culinary school and then started working in restaurants. I spent some time at the penitentiary too. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a couple job offers to work in kitchens. Okay. And I was like 14 hours a day, minimum wage, six days a week. And I'm like, wow. Oh, like I don't love it that much. Right. 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 (laughs) So one, it was like, it's a cool hobby to have. Yeah. And then two, I'm like, I could still be in the business, but in the front of the house. Okay. So there was all, there's always that like whether you're in sales versus marketing or you're in front of the house versus back of the house in yeah. a restaurant, um, but to have both of those like balances like yep. for me to be able to like work in a restaurant, run the front of the house, and then walk into the back of the house and talk the chef language. I was just gonna say like you're to covering all bases here. Like you walk into a bar, like you can talk to everybody there and right. the distribution side too. So you know how to and in go Spanish, to them. yeah, <laughs> and in Spanish, no, no, no Spanish. No Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> More Russian. <laughs> I do speak kitchen French, though. So ah, kitchen French. French. Okay. Kitchen French. So I kind of use that like experience to be like, okay, I've got distribution experience now. Right. I need to go get supplier experience. And so I always had like a handful of like suppliers that were like, okay, if I'm ever going to work for a supplier, these are going to be the ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you start dealing with them and you're like... Not really my forte, yeah. like yep. not the culture I wanted. And I met these guys from Mythology. Um, Who are these guys? So three, like three buddies that uh, started this company about four years ago, mm. um, based in Denver. Um, all of the uh, all of the guys actually live up in Steamboat, though. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. Steamboat, Colorado. Yeah. 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 So they were on, uh, they were on this backcountry ski trip in Alaska and like finishing each day at the base of the mountain. Mm. And these guys are like very Colorado. So it's like anytime they have free time, they're biking, rafting, yeah. like just hiking and skiing. Like, I'm like, I want that life. That's where I should be. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they were finishing in uh, uh, at the base of the mountain in Alaska each day, like just shooting the shit with like <clears throat> pro skiers, amateur skiers, locals at this distillery. And they're drinking whiskey and just having a good time and recapping the day. And so they're looking at each other like, man, there's nothing really back home that like speaks to us hmm. like this, like a brand. He's like, there's a ton of great products, breweries, distilleries, um, but nothing like from a lifestyle sense that really speaks to Colorado. Hmm. And so they came back home, started doing like their R&D and um, just started kind of like getting really involved with it. And one day um, the president and founder, Scott Yates, was like, I'm going to do this. So he was a big time um, real estate development contractor, huh. had his own business, big time entrepreneur, sold off that business. And then he's got his two other buddies uh, who are super successful and so the three of them started this and it's just it's those three that are really the founders of mythology um scott yates has um the day-to-day he's in it like he'll be at the warehouse he'll be yeah i mean he's from a to z he's in it and so they started four years ago self-distributing for the past three and a half and i mean literally loading up the truck taking cases out collecting checks hunting down people for money um, we've got Love one, that. uh, one guy in Colorado that, uh, runs our sales there. Um, we've had a couple of like sales brand ambassadors. We've got a tasting room there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we actually just, uh, are closing on a property up in Steamboat. Sweet. So uh, kind of yeah. doing like the Breckenridge thing. Okay. Like Breckenridge made that whole like experiential, right. yeah. like yeah. big ski town. Yep. Sure. So we're, uh, we're closing on property. I'm actually going to see it next week. Cool, cool. cool. I'm so awesome. excited. That's yeah. So cool. Yeah, it's going to be like a big whiskey garden. And... Can you go the week after? Because I'll be there. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> we should have coordinated by uh, I, should, I should pay a visit to Colorado, too. Yeah, we're yeah, 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 there. It's my market. Yeah, actually, Dude, Southwest, we 49 opened. bucks. There you yeah, go. Union Horse just opened Colorado. Really? So we need to go check on this. Well, there oh, we yeah. go. We need to go. Team, team trips. or 69. Yeah, I can't remember. Check, whoa, out, the, check out this whiskey garden and see what it's all about. We don't go beyond 49 here, <laughs> Not at this table, at least. I'm there and back for, I, I think, six bucks each. Please. Yeah, so, yeah. so what would like their story spoke to you about coming over to them? So, or related to you, I guess. Yeah, you know, it was um, ever since I was like dealing with smaller craft suppliers mm-hmm. and the larger ones, just this, kind of judging the book by its cover, and then you kind of get into the details. Yeah, like, yeah. ah, maybe I shouldn't go to this brand. You yeah, know, like, and it you're looks like good on the outside, but and so started talking to these guys, and it's all about like first for me, it's always about like culture. Yeah. And, like, making sure that you're going to enjoy the people you're working with. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could have the coolest job, make the most money, and, like, hate the people you work with, hate the culture, and you're, like, just be miserable. This podcast, the millions aren't worth it, guys. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> hey, have we mentioned Pinhook yet? Um, I just got the six year. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. All right. Mentioned. We're good. Mentioned. Checks on the way. Yeah, checks on the <laughs> way. Checks on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Unofficial, official sponsor. And so I was like, you know what? Send me samples. Yeah. Like, let me taste the juice. Yeah, yeah. you got to. And, um... And tasted the product and was just uh, was blown away, and so how were you blown away? Um, from the fact that their model is their whiskey blenders, mm-hmm. and I say they, but we were whiskey blenders and gin distillers. 
So we um, we source product for our whiskeys from across the country. Yeah. Um, mainly Kentucky and Indiana. Yeah, mainly Kentucky and Indiana. I've uh, got some Wyoming juice in one of them. Oh, cool. Um, nice. That's a cool. Yeah. And so just really cool, unique um, products. Uh, the packaging, I think, is awesome. And really, their their story was to create a brand first. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. grab the attention of the shelf, um, on the shelf from the consumer. I like the bottle. Bring it home, try it, and then the juice inside will get that repeat purchase. Right. I see. Yeah. And so... We've got um, three products that you guys are trying. We got Needle Pig Gin, Hellbear American Whiskey, and Best <laughs> and Best Friend Bourbon. Best Friend Bourbon. <laughs> yep. And um, when we started, we brought over um, the head of production from High West. Oh, okay. So High West being whiskey blenders, we're being whiskey blenders. Um, he came over, and so him and our founder, um, these are their recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the cool thing is, is that recently um, Chris Rittenauer. Um, who was like the OG at Blonde Brothers, yeah. is our new head distiller. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. That. So, okay. yeah, so Chris is, uh, he's our new guy behind the still. Um, he's, I mean, he's refined and perfected these blends um, and just freaking cool dude. Yeah. Well, we love the, they were supposed to be here, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no they, way. They're going to yeah, come by, but. Uh, okay. They got too drunk last night, but irresponsible, <laughs> didn't wake up in time, and had to go back home to make whiskey. I, I and texted them. Take at, care of their families. At like six something o'clock in the morning. Hey, don't forget, Jake's at, at two, and then like at seven hours later, you thought we would really be up to read <laughs> oh, these yeah. texts, you know. Yeah. Were they pouring last night? Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. whole team was the there. The whole team like, was there. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. They bring yeah. the whole crew, man. I they do. That. They yeah. roll deep. I think that's, uh, yeah. they do roll they deep. They roll deep. <laughs> so yes. the founders, did they have an interest in whiskey before any of this? That was Other than just I drinking it? it was just it? the experience that they would have just, at the so base, they, right? Yeah, they enjoyed change. cocktails. They enjoyed, like, good booze. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> good wine, good beer. Um, but they just, like... They just had that experience that really they're like, we're going to go and do this and create it for the people mm-hmm. of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so I always um, I always tell these guys, I'm like, you'll laugh at this because I'm, um, I'm looking at Brett. I'm like, like, I'm so glad you did not name this like Denver Whiskey Company. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or like Colorado Whiskey. Steamboat Spirits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like something River Basin Company. Yeah. Like it's right. over there. Something. And so yeah. like we've got that little um, – Little call out to Colorado on, with the C on the neck. Yes. Yeah, um, but other than that, it's like we can take these spirits anywhere with mm-hmm. um, not being named like a Colorado whiskey company. Mythology, yep. though. So how they get to mythology yeah. and, and the, I like the discover your spirit animal. It's kind of fun and right. there's a lot of leeway to yeah wherever you're going. Well, let's so, everybody like have a relatable. Like, sorry. No, I, no. Yeah. By by all means. So um, so mythology. The whole story is like um, you're going out and traveling. You're we're having experiences mm-hmm. like this and. Sort of like you're creating that whole mythology like experience and creating your own stories about travel and adventure. Okay. Um, I will tell you though that um, the whole discover your spirit animal, we're actually um, most likely going to be changing it just to be uh, say discover your spirit. Um, I-, I might actually know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, might have been involved some of that trademark yeah. back in the day. Got it. Got oh it. yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that now. I'm like, wait a minute. I got a picture of you uh, in that t-shirt, Wilson. That's right. (laughs) So we uh, there's proof. (laughs) So um, and then we've got the whole like um, mythology about the half animal, half human. Mm. Um, The thing I love is that like these stories when they were doing their R and D, they're going to liquor stores, picking up bottles, turning them over, reading the backstories, and so many of them were like, "Oh, my granddad created this recipe back in 1862," and like, "Okay, that's cool." Yeah. Um, Or like a bottle wash up shore. 
I found this recipe inside. And we're like, okay, that's cool. Like, but so they're, they're cool <laughs> stories, but they're made up by marketing agencies. Right. And so we're like, okay, we're going to hire marketing agencies, but we're going to have fun with this. And so my favorite one is Best Friend Bourbon. Best Friend um, Bourbon. Which is a blend of a uh, 15-year-old Kentucky bourbon, oh. uh, a five-year-old oh. high-rye bourbon, and then a two-year-old high-rye bourbon from Indiana. Oh, cool. So lots of different components, um, but it's got the half, uh, half human, half dog on the front, Best Friend Bourbon. Uh, and so the farmer is in the field all day, working his ass off, comes home, sits on his front porch, pours a glass of bourbon. He's got his best buddy at his feet and just like kind of contemplating like the last few minutes of the day before he's yeah. got to wake up and do it all over. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. It's a, it's a made up story, but it's like, we can all relate to that. Like right. we're working our ass off all day. We come home, pour a glass of wine, whiskey, gin, whatever, like whatever your fancy is. Yeah. And then no one like, okay, I got to wake up and do this all over again the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so. We, uh, we've just been having fun. I always tell people, I'm like, we sell booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's a freaking blast. No, it's yeah. a very action packed, uh, title too. Like, you know, it, it lets you kind of choose your own adventure in a way yeah. and everyone has their own story to tell. Yeah. So totally. It gives the customer some relatability to that and some ownership over the brand too. In that yeah. Way. yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's all. Yeah. That's fun. I think it's almost like a fortune. Your spirit is, and then each one's different. Yeah. On and we'll, t- so on what's the, your uh, spirit animal, Brett? Confident, resourceful, and tenacious at the moment. A unicorn. Always. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Earlier, I was fearless, steadfast, and practical. That gin is delicious. Thank it you. Really yeah, is that good. nose yeah. it has like this like candy, um, piney note on it, but like banana, like a hard candy feel to it as oh, well. Oh, I, I get totally banana yeah. too. Yeah, it's almost like those uh, candy banana tarts. Those like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's really delicious. Yeah, so, if you're not juniper crazy, but want just a touch, yeah, but citrus and and other flavor fruits, fruit especially like you said, banana that. You can drink that all day. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah, so um, as mentioned, we're gin distillers. um, So we do make this one in-house. This is a blend of six different botanicals. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got Italian juniper. And then we've got some coriander seed, orris root, uh, star anise. Mm -hmm. And then we throw uh, grapefruit peel and Colorado sage in the gin basket. Okay, that's what it's sticking out. Yeah, so you get those like savory notes from the sage, some citrus from the grapefruit, and then a little bit of sweetness from the Italian juniper. Uh Uh-huh, for sure. Um... So like people that don't drink gin, we're like, I can drink this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People like drink gin, they're like, okay, I can like this is a gin. I wonder when we're gonna stop saying that as marketers of spirits, like everybody has their gin story, right? Like, like, <laughs> maybe it'll just continue forever, yeah. like, right? Yeah, everyone you know stole a bottle out of their parents' cabinet too young and yeah. had a long night on it, or that one night in college. Just tell them, she's like, grow the fuck up, shut yeah, up, yeah, just try this. See, my whole thing is, if I ever have kids, I'm gonna teach a whole generation how to drink. Absolutely. Okay, Wilson, you're with me. I'm I'll send my kids to your class. Please I'm do. In. Please do. Yeah. Okay, down here in my basement. Free, free enrollment. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy the thimbles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, yeah. Be a basement course yeah are you guys growing any of those botanicals i thought i saw it said mountain grown botanicals are you guys doing any of that or so is the that sage all? is local but are you guys growing no it's all so not us local? yeah okay. not the whiskey us garden t- hasn't opened yet brett oh, right. god but it is a good question so we do um we do a collaboration with the denver botanical gardens oh cool so we do a limited release um each year it's called forager's gin forager's gin um and so this year they grew um lemon verbena some chamomile and so basically like we go we pick it forage it 
Um, and then we give proceeds back from each bottle sale back to the garden. So, nice. cool couple little collaboration. Nice. I once forged for some botanicals when I sold a gin a long time ago. Karoon? Karoon, that's correct. <laughs> I've, I've foraged in Chicago twice. Have you forged? I've foraged in New Orleans. Yeah, we went to somewhere like Rogers Park area and then out here by Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, what? One like, guy with like a forger with the wait, here, like moss and shit. On the beach. Oh, yeah. so we were picking all sorts of things. How, how long like, ago was this? Moss. Like so five eight years ago? Six, okay. seven years ago? Okay. Was Alex from Koval there? Because he used to do Maybe. that with a group of people. One of the spots, I think it was New Orleans, was like, he was, all we could find was like a survivalist. Dude, this guy was next level. He's like, <laughs> okay, that's good that you found those. Like, here's how you live for two months off of that weed. Ooh, baby. Like, oh. No, we want to like, make a cocktail with it. Like, oh. We did a cool thing at <laughs> my bad. One of them He's we like, did with no, you. I'm said, a, I'm you a said weed, sure. and I went, oh. Sorry. <laughs> other weed, real weeds. Sorry. We did, yeah, it was fun. We foraged here, and we went back to Breakthrough and had a cocktail competition oh, in the alchemy room um, with what they foraged. Nice. Um, that's cool. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it was pretty neat. It was, yeah, like, it's crazy, the stuff. He's like, you got a rash? Put that on there. Like, and yeah. Headache? Take this like you can make a syrup out of this and like i think the winning cocktail like dandelion syrup mm. and all stuff that full of dog piss <laughs> so anyway that's why i was, I, cool I that was that that. thirsty yeah oh you were yeah. i was anymore that's anymore. cool though that you guys do that that is cool yeah i also love on the bottles the transparency of where it's coming from yeah and like you guys are saying like we're blenders yeah we're not distilling this on our own we're not trying to hide from it at all like here's our story here's what we're doing with the whiskey it's out there it's for you to enjoy it or not and we feel like people, um, like, back in the day, and even, like, today, like, they'll be blenders and they'll hide it. Like, it's almost just like... Not, yeah, full up front of belt. I mean, there is on. a beauty to that art, so right. I just don't understand almost, why. It's kind of going back to that culinary piece. Is like, you're yeah. almost like a chef, and, like, you're, like, taking these different ingredients. Yeah, like, you didn't raise the pig. You right? just roasted it. Right. Yeah. Um, but people like High West, Barrel Bourbon, yeah. like, Whistle Pig, have really sort of, like, paved the path oh. for um, people that are blenders. That's um, and so, yeah, we're we're stoked to like be in this category. We think it's just going to get bigger, huh. um, and it's just something you like you can have fun with. Is um, there a, a room for distilling in the future your whiskeys? So we always talk about it, right? Um, and kind of doing like the like the whistle pig sort of model of like distilling your own juice and then sort of subbing um, the younger juice in, mm-hmm. um, and then more and more. Actually, kind of like sagamore's doing right yeah yeah we're starting to add our stuff a little bit at a time yeah and just um and making sure that it's gonna match the flavor profiles and yeah we talk about it Mm -hmm. um i think once we move up to steamboat we're gonna have a lot more space okay so we have a lot more space to put product down um because it's not like the typical distillery that buys or sources juice at the very beginning as they have stills and are distilling yeah laying things down like you guys are just up front like hey we're a blend totally yeah yeah what are they is it a pot still Yep. Cool. Uh, so combination pot and column still. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hybrid like. On, yep. Oh, yep. So it's the, yeah. Yeah. The pot within the little. Hybrid yeah. And on top. so I, the rumor is internally that we're going to be moving that up to Steamboat. Okay. But we also keep talking about if we're going to keep that down there, and it's in Den- Denver. And Denver. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like like their Logan Square neighborhood. Right. right. Cool hip. Like. Oh, cool. Uh, which, I, which neighborhood? Uh, it's like low high. Like Lower Highlands. Yeah, yeah. Lower um, Yeah, I'm like, I always get kicked out because I'm not hipster enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, my diner's drivings and dives list for Denver is getting insane. Is it? Yeah, I'll have to see what's in Low High. <laughs> yeah, it's looking good. Is that show still on? Hey, yeah, man. Is... Every Friday Shit. there's a new episode. Ooh, hey. And it's all been Houston and Denver lately, this so it's like, good. the gin? Yeah. The gin. Thank you. Yeah, the gin, gin is really, really good. Yeah. Wow. 
I haven't had a gin do this to me since uh, Treaty Oak when we had their gin. Oh, oh the Waterloo gin? The Waterloo gin. Oh, yeah. It's like so, the, so the good. The mouthfeel on it's really nice, yeah, too. This it's is just fabulous. crisp. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. This is refreshing. Like yeah, that's, well, that's a good word for it. It just kind of keeps going. This is yeah. face planting down a triple diamond mountain. Oh, wow. <laughs> there we go. Into fresh powder. Is it ma- and then making love after that? And no, because no, you're, no. You're, you're, you're all jacked up, right? It's all a triple diamond, bro. You know, you. That's when I like to make love after I'm jacked up. It reminds me of <laughs> it reminds me of being face to face with the giraffes at the Colorado Zoo, <laughs> because where you go and see them is you ever been to the Colorado Zoo? Is that a euphemism? No, you're, we, I, I don't you're know, five the, foot eight. How are no, you? No, there's the bridge <laughs> where you're face to face with the giraffe. That's where you see the giraffes. When he has a spirit animal, he so grows. Face face. He erects differently. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's my Colorado spirit animal. Giraffe. Giraffe. Face to face. What is, I I got a question for you guys. What is a needle pig? Mm, I don't know. A needle pig. I'm assuming. I did did not know this before I was told there wasn't a test. Is that what Willow was? A needle pig. (laughs) (laughs) Willow. Wait, who the the fuck is Willow? (laughs) The movie Willow? It looks like the the character. Warwick. uh, Warwick. What's his name? I have no idea. You never saw Willow? <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. He made, I don't watch movies. He made a guest, he made a guest appearance in He-Man. <laughs> he had his own show on HBO, remember? Remember where he had that fake reality show on HBO? Where it was like his life, war... I can't think of his name. Oh, the actor? No, seriously. Oh, no. Who the fuck is Willow? I think he just couldn't do anything right. But no he had like no one secretary and like... He was, it was a good show. I, I missed that one. Oh, you should look it up. Mm. I'm sure it's still out there. Mm. Wonderful, Brett. <laughs> Wait, I don't have my spirit. So yeah, what is one. the what the what I think was it? Pin, that one, pig? I don't think that. Oh, one needle pig. So it's a porcupine. Oh, porcupine looks oh, like a pig with needle. Come on, wow. God, I know. You fuckers. How come this one doesn't have the fortune? How did they go through choosing the branding for it? So yeah, I asked first. Oh, he did. It's true. <laughs> he did ask a question oh. first, Jacob. So. I was the, thinking of Willow, sorry. So the best from Bourbon, <laughs> so each of these characters is like inspired by an event. Okay. Wow. And so um, the farmers actually, I, again, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but the farmers, the farmer is uh, the contractor like that was working on our um, distillery and like oh, okay. tasting room. So like even the even so, he doesn't know that he's the face of Best Friend Bourbon. Just gonna ask oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> he wonder if he listens to Key Light. He does. He's 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 just say, uh, y'all need to pay me for using my face. Oh, and that's then good. did someone just step a photo of him one day and be like, oh, oh don't that, worry about that. Oh, they the have a photo is, of him and it's like a, fun. it's a rendition of him. It's wild. Nice. Just, yeah, yeah, it's insane. Um, we're also all big dog people. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like kind of big ass dog people or just medium size, I mean, average sized. I mean, average size. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, like, you got to differentiate that. And then, um, needle pig and hell bear are based off of the trip in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So these guys went to this like off beaten path. Like sort of, kind of like outdoor zoo. Yeah, it had a helicopter. Is that right? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, the helicopter tour is a different story because oh, okay. they they would actually take the helicopter up, like the mountain, helicopter right? take them up to the mountain. Yeah, yeah, and then they would ski down. But they went to this like <sighs> offbeat path zoo where this guy just owned exotic animals, and he's they're like, okay, what well, like, what the hell is going His on? His name was Brett. <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy was like, okay, everybody stay here. He's like, he, he goes <laughs> goes back and grabs like a wolverine, and he's literally That's like, what this is. He's literally wrestling 
So we go back and forth. I'm like, I think it's Wolverine. They'll be like, it's a badger. I'm like, it's a freaking Wolverine. It's a Wolverine. And I'm like, and so this guy's literally, we have video of him like wrestling the Wolverine. And the Wolverine is like literally like skirting all over him and like freaking clawing him. Holy shit. I'm like, only in Alaska. Like, this is wild. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, plus you're a Michigan fan, so of exactly. course you think yeah, Wolverine. Well, yeah. <laughs> And when we go to Wisconsin, we'll say it's a badger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's a, do you know anything about how they uh, ended up on this bottle shape? Um, It's a good question. So they went through. It's a great shape. Yeah, really it is. Like um, it fits the name. I don't know why. Yeah. It, does, it just really. You know what? You absolutely are. You were reading my mind. I was just like, it really reads like one of those little genie bottles type well, things. That or like a. Something you'd see like in celestial. Game of Thrones, like a bottle yeah. shape. Yeah. Something yeah. celestial. Yeah. Is it celestial or celestial? Let's go with both. Let's just go with us. English is so hard today. (laughs) So we wanted, um, we wanted a couple things. So one, we wanted something that's not going to take up so much space on the shelf. Yeah. So you got the, you do have those little broad necks um, on the, um, on the top. But from a, from an overall standpoint, still fits a pour. Yeah, still fits a pour. um, Definitely um, can fit in a well. Um, I mean, you can. And so yeah, we we went through a different, um, some different bottles. Kind of same thing how we did the blends. We tasted so many different types of blends. Yeah. Um, so just lots of R and D and kind of just like what fit the name and this this bottle fit the name mythology. Hmm. Wow, well, you you, know, yeah. you hit it on the head on this. Thank you. We'll post some pictures of it. So. Thank yeah. you. It's crazy yeah. too. If you look at the table, three yeah. crazily different right bottle mm-hmm. shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All is. unique. Well, we also have Union Horse and Sagamore in the bottle. Yeah, on the yeah. table. So crazy. The listeners can but have a picture. But here's it, they assume what I but I love what you touched on, Andy. The fact that the form factor. This is seven fifty. This is a 750. Right. This is a... And look how... Mu- I mean... Yeah. Isn't it wild? It's wild. Yeah. Um, when they Very first wild. decided to do blending and not do distilling themselves, was there ever a thought of blending from Colorado distilleries? So, yes and no. Hmm. Um, they definitely wanted to find, like, just the best juice available. Okay. Um, and not saying Colorado distilleries are not producing, um, but they wanted to go to, like, they wanted to find the best rye. Hmm. And so MGP. Um, uh, then they wanted uh, to... <coughs> <laughs> Other than Sagamore. Wow. Twice. This motherfucker is not working out right now. You know, first time, first time caller. <laughs> I think the word they are looking for is Knob Creek. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there it is. There it is. Motherfuckers. No, no Union Horse has some excellent rides. They do have excellent rides. It's too late. It's too late for that bullshit. It's too Go late. on. Finish, <laughs> finish your sentence. So number number one, I'd say supply. Okay. Like yeah. who could actually supply who us with supply. enough juice for the yeah. five-year plan, the 10-year plan, um, and then taste. Um, and so lots of different samples, lots of different proofs, lots of different styles. And so... The three products in Best Friend Bourbon, so the three bourbons, um, one overall. People always ask us, they're like, "Why'd you guys bottle it at 88 proof?" Mm. Um, we tried, and we try. I mean, we tried, um, we tried 86, we tried 94, we tried 96. I mean, we tried a bunch of different varietals. It's um, not because that's what the Wyoming came at. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no Wyoming whiskey in there. Oh, all right. not in this one. Not <laughs> in this one. <laughs> Keep up, Brett. Just yeah. easy. Sorry, I'm. I'm but the, like in my opinion, the eighty-eight proof is like it's dangerously smooth. Mm-hmm. Lots of honey, lots of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a little bit of tobacco from that fifteen-year-old juice in there, and uh, just I mean overall, just kind of a marriage um, with all three of the bourbons yeah. in there. Yeah, this is yeah. I, I enjoy What'd you guys think of the best friend? So the, I haven't had. Did that you say yet. best friend or best fur? Best, best friend. Best, best friend. friend. 
Bourbon. Yep. Bourbon. Okay. Yep. Yep. I heard best, best friend bourbon. So. Isn't that this one for something? <laughs> this is the. Uh, no. Oh, Hellbear. 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 <laughs> I love that. That's hell. your spirit. Animal. I love that. And I, <laughs> it was my spirit animal. And it's actually. Bear is my spirit animal. Is I it? I love bears. I love bears. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually. Well, I was trying to figure out. So when it comes to. Um, this is. Yeah. This was very well done. Thank you. Mm. This bourbon is very nicely done. So I guess, yeah, it's American whiskey, you call it. Uh, yeah. I was okay, trying to decide let's... if it was the gin that was in my glass still, because it's such a citrusy taste to it. Okay. But then, like, reading it, I'm like, no, no, it's not. The mm. botanicals are, like, literally there. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. yeah. To it. it's, it's delicious. This is, yeah, this was different. This this tasted like something melted. Like a, you know how you have a, I don't know if you've ever had a Dr. Pepper with a shit ton of ice, and then you, you know, you drink it on, then you still have some Dr. Pepper, mm. and you get all that ice going on. Yep, yep. Got, so it's all diluted, of course. That's what I'm trying to say. It took yep. me long enough. Um, <clears throat> this tastes like a diluted soda. Huh. Is that a good thing? The American whiskey. No. I, well, yes no, and no. No, it's not. Yes and no. <laughs> yes, because it's different in that regard. It's syrupy in that sense. Yeah. And then... Um, and it's a little bit different because it's, it's a blend of bourbon and rye. Yeah, so it's 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 got two two things to it. Because usually you can pick up more of, of uh, the root that's used to make cola and the sugar cane that to make cola and say, and this is this is what reminded me of that that's exactly that what you were sp- speaking of so it's funny because like i totally i do i get coca-cola yeah yeah and See, i get cinnamon yeah. yeah cinnamon for sure on the back end and just yeah. rest there right yeah and people are like coca-cola I'm yeah like, no, I'm like legit you yeah. taste like that's that reminded me of like, i taste so a much movie cherry soda. coke and so many bourbons these days right mm-hmm. it's like cherry coke and licorice yeah like, i'm like and cherry vanilla coke to be okay more specific i guess but uh yeah same yeah. thing there like with this this I had yesterday and this was a high power soda. Oh, like, that's that eight year old girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But real quick, did you? Is it? It's not equal parts. The fifteen, the five, and the two. It's the only thing that's proprietary. So um, it's mostly the two. <laughs> yeah. There's it a is. shit ton of that. Well, it's interesting because, like, I was curious because I feel like I get some of the age, some of the like heavy oak notes mid palate yeah. towards mm-hmm. the end. Yep. That have to be coming from the fifteen. Yeah. Um, but I get a lot of the grain in the middle, and I feel like if you proofed it any higher, you'd lose that nuance in the, in the start. Totally. Um, where and then the mid pal would take over. Like right. there was a bottle of uh, when I was at Specter's house, and, and um, hmm. I've said this to our friends there of uh, Penelope. That was a and I love Penelope. I've had a ton of it, but one of their pick it was a barrel pick. It was 115 proof. And I loved it because I sometimes just want a bowl of bran flakes, as, as you guys know. Mm, and I, I got this, so, yeah. I got the a grains, little bit of sugar, <laughs> but I got the grains. I got everything. Then the 115 came and hit and just took everything away. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, wait. Yeah. And I kept mm. you know, like, come on. Oh, there it Where is. is it at? Gone again. Oh. And I've tried others that have that there's good stuff. People like that. And mm-hmm. there's other ones I've tried that lasted longer, etc. I would have been worried here any higher that the older. Flavors plus the proof would have wiped out everything the two and fives bring to the For table. Sure. And I think that you settled on a really good proof point here. And it relates to you know, yeah. 88. Yeah, to come all the way through. Yeah. It relates to a redundant conversation about why it's not 110, it's not 115, it's <laughs> yep. not 120. Why do yep. you have it at 90? You know, And you ask somebody, well, what do you usually drink? Like, I like whiskey, it's cast strength. But like, why do you like that? Yeah. Is it because you're told to like it? Right. Or is it because you actually enjoy those flavors like you're talking about and get wiped out? Right. I have that same experience with our whiskey. I'm like, I wouldn't proof this over 90. We have it at 82, but like, if we brought up to 90, even the spiciness levels to it would be crazy. You might miss the nuances of the fruits inside of there. Right. <clears throat> and I've, I've heard Ooh, one comment that was like, I'm like, you know, it's actually, I didn't know how to respond to it from a buyer. Yeah. He goes, at 88 proof, it's got like, like, it's like a feminine style whiskey. Ooh. And I, w- and I was like, 
what does that mean? I go, I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, I've got friends like, that are females that drink freaking cast drink whiskey. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, he goes, no. And this, he redeemed himself. He goes, it's just got these like these qualities that it's just like, there's so many different components mm. and they're like, um, uh, he was trying to be sexy. Yeah. He was. He was it's trying to be. Not, he yeah. was trying to be sexy. Not just seeing seeing the woman, knowing her personality, getting to hang out. With okay. Her. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what maybe where he's going. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so is I'm she always... a hoe? Oh, no. <laughs> hey, hey. We don't, we we are a very accepting we're, group of people. We're an here. open household here. You know what? Yeah, if you're a lady I, of the night, I didn't say. I appreciate go. your business. I'm just saying. <laughs> I appreciate your business. <laughs> Oh, it's got a really good nuance. Any higher, I really, nervous, I really do enjoy that. Yeah, I think any <laughs> higher, you. you'd, you'd lose a lot That's of the right. nuance you, and kind it, of the. It's like floral notes. Yes, it's got a great mouthfeel. It's kind of all over. It reminds me a lot of Hancock's. Hmm. Oh, okay. I got to read. You know how that. Hancock is? Yeah. It's eighty nine. Yeah. And but it's solid. You know, it's aged well. But that, I mean, that is just. I think you're actually describing yourself right there. Well, you know. I do have a tendency to do that every once in a while. Good finish. It's not the longest finish in the world, but it's, I, I mean, we're drinking it neat, and I'm not reaching for any water or anything. It's no. real, real approach. That's what I enjoy about it. It's just easy. It's just a good at-home sipper, ice cube. And it neat. really takes goes back to the original point that you made, uh, Andy, about these guys just chilling at the base of a mountain, right. man, and yeah. just sipping on some fucking juice, you yep. know? Mm. You know? This and is that like... That said, can I have some more of the gin? Yeah, this gin <laughs> is badass. Is that in Chicago now? Is so, all this in Chicago? Or? So the goal for 2022 is um, to secure a distributor here. Okay. Yeah. So right now we're in. You might have some connections though. Maybe. I mean, you yeah. Can yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you may know a couple of two tree people. <laughs> so right now we're in um, obviously Colorado. Correct. Um, we are in Tennessee. Um, we are in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, California, and then in Michigan and Montana. Great. So here's a question that maybe you've been hit up with, um, and based on what you've done in your previous life, um, I've always been interested in why these markets. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you it's a great expand question. on that if I, I may? Can, yeah, absolutely. So I'm really curious, because when we <laughs> make decisions, I'm like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> So, Within my mind, of course, you know. I will tell you when um, when I started, we had a very, very mm-hmm. like tight knit plan mm-hmm. of four markets that we we're going to go into, and then COVID was kind of at, like kind of like getting better. Mm-hmm. Delta variant hit. Mm-hmm. Distributors were still like, we are not taking on new brands. Like mm-hmm. we are so backlogged, like backlogged from. Oh really? Like, but self distributing helps. It does because you have a lot higher reach and a hot higher uh, ceiling to totally before you get to. Yeah, yep, that's nice. And so there's like a combination of like um, that mentality too of like okay, brands are built in on premise, um, where mm. the like the culture had to like adjust. Right, right. And right. so now brands are built in in my opinion both retail and on premise. I, I mean. Agree. And online. And online, right? Like now e-premise is such a big thing. And so there was that. Um, e-premise. e-premise. Another phrase for it. Look at that. Yes. Right. <laughs> We've been calling it the online premise. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. E-premise. 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 E-commerce. <laughs> right. was back in the late 90s or into the 2000s. Yeah. E-commerce, yeah. if I remember yeah. Yeah. correctly. Now yep. it's It's a bubble. It's e-premise. going to burst. Boom. Into the e-premise. <laughs> Sorry. Go on, Andy. No, all good. Um, it's the gin. And so then they were, they're also backlogged from all these brands that they had committed to in right. 2021. So like, okay, we got to launch these brands first. Then 
we got to figure out what's what's going on with that on premise. We got to figure out what's going on in the world. Sure. Um, yeah. And so that little thing. Right. <laughs> so we literally like took our original plan and ripped it up. Good. And we're like, love that. We're just gonna start like we're gonna go to like cities we want to be in. Yeah. We want to go in like good whiskey drinking cities. Yeah. Um, places that we know. Let's go to Rhode Island. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's go to Mass. Was the part of the? Sorry to interrupt. No, all good. Was COVID a catalyst? To go to the steamboat to build that facility since you could rely more on the tourism yeah so we always wanted to um build something like okay. where it's like gonna be a destination yeah an experiential piece okay um our founder like stumbled upon this property and with his like background, background in yeah. real estate right. and like mm-hmm. developing love that he's like holy shit this is it like right. it was kind of like you see it and you're like yeah. that's it i'm in yeah. love like it's yeah. happening and so <clears throat> Yeah, so he's um, we're gonna close on it in uh, a couple weeks, and cool. yeah, so that's that piece. Yeah, you mentioned that. So let's go back to your question. In an hour, when Andy calls you and says, "Hey, all the steamboat stuff needs to be cut," <laughs> cut it. yeah, because we're not. We got twenty minutes left. <laughs> in and the first two minutes of the Under Armour as well. <laughs> marker, marker, and put a pin in that, please. Um, but back to you, Wilson's question yeah, about but, the state side. Yeah, state wise. Yeah, mean, how do you? I mean, what made sense about these? So one, we had distributors. Um, we started doing a lot of um, like social media campaigning, advertising. Okay. Um, and then we started having distributors reach out to us. Okay. Cool. And so we had a distributor out in Mass, um, who also has a sister company in Rhode Island. And so uh, like, hey, we'd love to like bring you guys on. We're like, that Boston's awesome. Like yeah. hell yeah. Right. Um, the Cape. I mean, just great like vacation town. G and T's there. Seriously, I made those mm. people drink. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, we launched uh, Mass in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. um, Tennessee. We partnered with them based on our uh, partnership in Colorado. Okay. So we're with Empire Distributors in Colorado. Oh, okay. And that then uh, they um, <clears throat> also hooked us up in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna be launching with them also in Georgia in 2022, okay. and kind of like completing that sort of gamut with those three houses. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan. I'm born and raised in Detroit. So yes. I was like, I got to bring this back to my folks. This yeah. is going to do very well in Atlanta. Yes. This this is a it's flavor. Sweet. Yeah. It's a flavor it's for Atlanta. It's, it, it, yeah. it's, it's mellow. Yeah. yeah mellow. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. It's fucking sweet tea, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like a peppermint kind of quality to it's, it. Yeah. That it's a to- lovely like a, like a toffee kind of clove. Um, yeah, just, it, it's I, really enjoyable. I really have a picky palate when it comes to bourbons. And this is... Like, you could drink that every night. I can drink this all the yeah. time. Look yeah. at we already got pre-sold customers as soon as we sign on. Yeah, Illinois. I didn't say I was <laughs> going to buy it. I mean, <laughs> I'm drinking it for free right now. <laughs> Shit. Um, but no, seriously. I mean, I'm sorry. Go on. So you're Mm-mm. so Rhode Island. Oh, good. Oh, good. And all the gamut, and then the um, Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah. And then Michigan. Michigan. Um, and then yeah, we just launched California. Cool. Okay. Uh, the, That's the, a, who are you with there? So Collier Barnett. Mm-hmm. So the issue with California is one, there's so many distributors. So many. But it's very, very um, sort of like a, the big distributors like home. So you right. got yeah. like just up and down the coast. I mean, like, and we our model is not to go with a big distributor. We don't like yeah. we know, especially not like being in our home market. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be such an uphill battle. Are you part of that process in deciding since with your background as a big distributor? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. Well, who you're with in Colorado? So Colorado Empire. Empire. Gotcha. Yep. So Empire. They hooked him up in Tennessee. Yes, God. Well, he said it backwards. I'm dyslexic. So we. Your mom said it backwards. We reached. She did. She said no instead of C. Here I came. Ah. <laughs> Salud. Oh, bilingual joke. <laughs> All inclusive on Key in the Lake. There we are. Well, not according to Jess, but that's a different discussion. Oh. <laughs> 
Not according oh, to Jess. Yeah. Shout out to you, Jess. <laughs> so then, um, so my favorite second more rep. That see, all right. So that's what I've always wondered because appreciate that <laughs> you have a very clear and concise reasoning as to why. Yep. So I've always thought about opening markets, and Brett, this is something I learned from you, and I learned um, from another friend in the industry, where unnamed friend, an unnamed friend that I can't disclose at this time, <laughs> and. Opening markets, doing it in pairs. Mm. Georgia, South Carolina, Illinois, Indiana, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arizona, Colorado, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, or Texas, Louisiana. I mean, it it depends on where, maybe what the intent is or who you're looking for. The East Coast is one that I can't put my finger on. Well, big difference in the East Coast too is the lack of chains. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you get a commitment from Binnie's, you got to open up Illinois, right? There's right. forty outlets there. Yeah. You get a commitment from Total. Hey, any state you're any in, state, yeah, we'll put you in. Strands from Maryland yeah. straight to the west, and it stops at the Mississippi. No, they're they're either New no. Mexico no. now, no. they're in Louisiana no. now. They're oh, just putting two more in Michigan. <clears throat> um, yep. Well, this they're still two east weeks. of the Mississippi. Oh, right. But I mean, yeah, the second location. Another one in Tennessee. So, I mean, you get a, a, hey, if you're in the state, we'll put you in. Yeah. That makes that phone call to whoever you want to go with okay. And the tricky part is then all of a sudden it's everybody wants, you know, their cake and eat it too. Okay, I got you total. I got yeah. eight total wines. Yeah. Now let's sell 200 cases, Minnesota. And it's like, well, you got no body there. You're yeah. still new. No like, one knows your brand. Hey, how about we yeah. take a layer? No one ever says, hey, can you just order a layer and service total wine? Mm-hmm. And like, we'll work on them. No one ever, no None of our bosses ever look at that and be like, yeah, let's just do that. Right. Like, yeah. Hey, we got eight total wines. They should all sell 10 cases each magically because, you know, we're the only skew on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's do 200 boxes in Minnesota and don't go there. Like, uh. <laughs> no, no time to visit, no tasting right. budget. Like, yeah. that does, so I, I think part of it is who mm-hmm. you get and where you get it. Or you get, in, like, uh, let's say you get Joe Seafood, mm-hmm. but you're not in Vegas or D.C., but they want to put you in an old-fashioned. Like, right. you figure it out quick. Right. Yeah. Hey, somebody in D.C., whether it's LibDiv or, or you call Monique or something yeah. like that, and be like, mm-hmm. hey, I got a guaranteed 100 boxes in, in, in the bag here for the next six months. Can you at least bring me in to service that, and, mm-hmm. and then let's see what we can build off of it. So, but, at what point, based on that exact point, where do you then? It's like, all right, we need to now make another investment, whether it be the distributor end or it's usually on the supplier end, yeah, to, um, to facilitate that the tastings, the pull through, the uh, the education, the engagement, and so on and so forth. I mean, at what point is that ROI? Now that's part of the ROI, right? Well, mm-hmm. and so. We're spoiled because we're here. Like one of the questions well, yeah. I was going to ask right. Andy is like, yeah. how 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 hard would it, what would a, a potential supplier have to show to you? And this is a build on that. So yeah, a little sidetrack. Absolutely. For you to say yes, with them not to have a body plan within the first six months in Chicago. So we actually made that a requirement. Okay. Yeah. So firm, a pretty firm requirement. That was firm. like a must. So okay. if you wanted to partner with us at Breakthrough for a craft spirit, and I don't know if that's like still to this sure, day sure um but it was like you have to have feet in the street yeah. right like whether the owner lives here or we're gonna have just like a sales like um junior ambassador sure you need someone how <laughs> yeah. you guys are like senior 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 ambassadors yeah. uh i've done graduated <laughs> but you're in chicago so anyone building a brand that's probably in their as soon as we can afford to, we'll do right. it. Yeah. Oh, to get into Chicago, but we're going to get biddies. Okay, that'll pay for that person. Yeah. Or at least part of, if, even if it's a part-time person. Yeah. Right. The hard part is, 
okay, you get eight totals in Minnesota. You get four totals in or whatever is in New Mexico, three in Missouri. Like those are not you're not putting a buy. Like I have a lot of friends you, in Indiana that ask how to get to the supplier site. Right. You got to move out of Indiana. Like what do you mean? Like you have to be where two hundred nine two hundred thousand nine liter to even think about right. yeah a body a body in, in Indianapolis. And a box chain is not going to sell your product for you. Right? Yeah, like they're not. They no, and so that's that's exactly my point. Is like you put a body in place, but then to what degree that body has its has its restrictions already. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. As as ambassadors ourselves or specialists, whatever you call us, we can't Ooh, take like orders. That. Junior, junior specialist. Oh. Junior specialist. We can't take orders. It's illegal. Right. Yeah. So the work we're doing has to be quickly followed up while our reps, our distributor reps are, well, you need to send me an email. You need to send me a text so I can call and, and confirm. So mm. it's just still a lot more. So is it to a point where legislatively we need to step up? Um, our distributors need to set up or is it something that the distributor has to do or us as suppliers when we're not based in that specific state to come and put up a fight and or change legislation to allow us to do well, like rest, less the, the rest of the world technology is going to solve that problem totally too. yeah i mean well i mean we'll, we'll, we'll still be there with the storytellers and the person that be the face of the sure. brand but you know they just go on the computer put the place the order in yeah and that goes straight to your distributor yeah there. but for us that story is good in that moment and then the next moment is taken by someone else's story. Come back in two weeks. That's what you do already, right? Yeah, I got time in two weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it's. You've seen brands I mean, do it one, all different ways. Like Whiskey Acres isn't what one two. How markets. many? How many reps do you know currently? How many brands right now? Suppliers. Okay. Seventeen. Do we know? Okay, good. I like that. I like that confidence. Guess. How many? How many suppliers right now that are here in this in Chicago have more than one rep? Dedicated to that one oh, brand. Dedicated to that. A few one dozen, market. but they're the big guys. Sag- one Sagamore. Oh, just like a one person. <laughs> one person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like someone. Sag- yeah, Sagamore. Yeah, I mean, you live here, so right. do you count as a second individual? Because yeah. you're you're a district manager. You you have a region. Yeah. Sorry, you have a you region. Might count as a sorry. Maybe sorry. a half. Right. You dig? But would you count yeah. like so like our marketing person? Well, when I, I weighed forty pounds more, I counted as two. I think it's forty five pounds now. But then think about it too, like all of those ambassadors probably all have the same key account list. It's the exact same. Exactly. So Unless all, you have a relationship. I honestly, like, literally, I don't think so. Well, I, I agree. I really I agree. don't think so. I think, well, no? I think okay. you've taken a different approach. That's yes. personal approach. Which is why I, I say I don't think so. But, okay. but <laughs> Jess and I sold three single barrels back to back following appointments. You know, like going to accounts. Hey, Jake, I just sold my single barrel. I'm up next. Hey, Jess, I just sold my single barrel. Yep, I'm up next. <laughs> right. You know what? I'll stay around and taste it. See how it is. And be a process totally. of choosing a single barrel Which at an account. Which is kick-ass. Right. That's... And people don't understand I that. I think that's the difference between that's what, what we do as brand representatives and what chains and liquor stores, independent shops, whatever the size is, they're afraid to say each other's names in their own store. Yeah. Like You say you say Benny's over at GNS. They're like, what What did you just say? Like That's a swear word. Yeah. an enemy. And oh, it yeah. Should, it, I understand why why they chairs? feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it shouldn't be that way because mm-hmm. the it, I I get it. Like, there's a huge box change that controls the whole market here for yeah. pricing, distribution center, all of that. And but at the same time, you have your loyal fan base. Like, you are in existence. You have single barrels coming through your ears, nose, whatever. Right. Because you have a core audience that believes in what you do. Don't be afraid of the bigger guy. Don't be afraid of of you know your people that you consider enemies or whatever it might be counterparts it's 
all in the same industry. Like we don't see each other as foes. We see each other as friends. Right. And I wish, I just wish that the retailer side would grasp onto that more. True. And, and I think that that's in two phases though. So yeah, it's a have, long process. It's a long, long Understandably process. Understandably so. I get yeah, it. It's a long process, but I think it, it plays to a point that Andy made earlier. And that was, um, or I think you, both of you touched on something. Mm. Where, junior touches. Yeah. <laughs> junior, junior ambassadors over here. <laughs> where, so obviously the big six out of Kentucky, you know, they have all that. And then oh, it is now in the craft world. Now you have waves of, now we, I mean, you have waves of earlier. 10 to 15 year old distilleries. Then behind that is six to eight year old distilleries. Yeah. And then the three to four, three to five eight yeah. year old distilleries. Well, and inside of that, there's, there's distilleries like Union Horse that's barrel aging for five years. That's been just, that didn't come to market. Took the biggest, probably biggest risk in craft distilleries. Like we're not doing shit until five years, period. Wow. And I mean, who says that? We tried. Yeah. Yeah. We I tried. only tried it at three, screwed it up, yeah. and then came back at five. <clears throat> yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's just like, who does that? Right. But we learn from that, mm-hmm. you know, from those before. So I mean, isn't that a common knowledge type of thing or, you know, when to grow on type of moment in NBC Channel 5? <laughs> I just think we're in. So do you think that retailers could take that approach? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Hmm. Because more and more as we, as we go into our independence and we go into retail in general, and even on the on-premise, you're seeing a shift from what is normally look sought after to now being less and less um, being able to be uh, um, uh, brought on or even on the shelf. Because you go to – I was at Twisted Spoke the other day. Okay. Uh, well, actually today. And I was talking to Sean. <laughs> and I'm oh, like – Sean is really well. He's working on a few new pieces, which I'm – kind of curious to know where they're going because he's the way he talked about them it's really uh pretty intriguing Uh, a lot of resin involved anyways uh, (laughs) so he's just like look i got guys coming in here if someone comes in and there's weller on the shelf that weller bottle is gone in pours in an hour or two right by, by lunch by the end of lunch it's gone so what do i have to fall back on right okay so taking that analogy or taking that actual real life experience uh example now Retailer, same difference. Mm-hmm. As soon as they put it out, mm. whatever it's marked up to be, that's going to go. Mm. What do you have that's comparable? Right. Okay. So that's 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 where I'm trying. I'm. Tr- I don't so what you're have saying the answer. The, the, I don't. The, what are you saying? The brands trying fit to into that space. Uh, it was actually what you and Matt Brown were talking about on the last podcast about yeah. shelf space and don't being afraid if there's empty space there where a big brand usually holds it, it occupies that space. Say. Hey, can you put Union Horse? Can you put Blum Bros yeah. there? Yeah. Can you put Mythology? Can you put Sagamore there? Mm. The likelihood of them saying yes is very low, but taking that chance. And maybe they do say yes. And maybe they do say yes. Or at least it opens the conversation saying, well, why do you want that space? Right. Exactly. And then you can say, well, let me tell me Weller's sorry. gone, yeah. but I have a high-weighted whiskey. Yeah. And you can try it. Very you know cool. that it's there. Yes. And it's comparable in flavor and comparable in price point, too. So if someone says they come in for Weller, it's like, well, I can now can direct you in a whole different place. And it sells more balls off the shelf that way. Correct. But and now but now that's that's now collectively helping one another. Yep. Whereas right. the big six is that's unheard of. But now you're even to see it Oh, it wasn't though. That was the foundation of yeah. those distilleries. I mean that's what they did. Foundation that's of the distillery and it's all the, and but that's now, how they keep themselves alive. Now they they're all ran by else. social media and marketing programs. But I just and feel there's kind of things upstairs. I feel you know? that the space goes <laughs> the space goes beyond the shelf and that's us. And that's but, the people who class for yeah. it. Now you're in a whole new ball game because there's gonna be brands that Ooh. ever in the like world, the world that you tonight? think would uh be out of stock that are going to be out of stock 
you're going to run to a store. Bullet Rye is going to be yeah, out of stock. Are, yeah. And oh. all of a sudden, you got a conver- you got a conversation you never yeah. thought you'd have. Old Granddad 100. Well, I guarantee Jack Daniels, Woodford, Bullet, they oh. will run into. They will be out of stock. Yeah, this holiday season. There's yeah. going to be a ton of issues, and we're going to go take their lunch. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we have to. Yes. This is our opportunity. Head on. Yeah, it's the time, and you make the pie bigger, like they were saying yesterday at the round table. Like, mm. We're all rising tides, and all those expressions. You like, know what? No, that's bullshit. You know why? Because your boat is bigger than mine. Okay, well, and no, I can no, always no. that expression. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like the expression because I well. <laughs> I don't like the expression. No, I hate my it. boat is this big. <laughs> yeah, for me, but it depends, still, it depends who's, whose mouth it's coming out of. But that's it's, okay. I it, was, it's still you got to get the people out of. Ooh, sorry, I buy every bottle of Weller I ever see. I buy yeah. blends every time I see it. I buy Brown Foreman all the yeah. time. Two, I buy Sagamore Union. I'm in this cat. I'm. Yeah. It's a different category. Right. Sure, we're different sizes within it. But somebody drinking your port finish today will hopefully drink my port finish tomorrow. Right. Or vice versa. How many times do we see someone say talking about Sagamore on Instagram, but they also then say Union Horse. So their focus is Union Horse, but then they say Sagamore too. We even see it with back. you know with Star Wars. Like so I agree we are in different spots. We have a bigger team, more distribution, all that. but we have to get past the people the, the average Joe's who yeah. shop at Jewel, not mm. at Benny's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, who shop That's at true. Meyer. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not so at true. Leo's and they look for Woodford Reserve, Jim yeah. Beam jack and all of a sudden their bullet's not there and Touché. be like Touché. oh shit well said well maybe i'll try a Benny's for the yeah. i'm intimidated by Benny's. i don't go there often but yeah. i love bullet rye yeah it's not <clears> a jewel <throat> yeah now i'm in the aisle there and now there, there's a consultant speaking yeah. to me and guiding me and and they got me into who yeah. i mean few and you know what and what resonates with me what you just said brett all the very fair to say and touche to you sir i now shop at jewel i shop at mariano's and I go to yeah. shop your whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, she, when moving in with Sheila, there's a jewel right on the end of the street, literally a block and yeah. a half away. Yeah. So I go there, and I'm like, "Your Buffalo Trace, you know, placement is empty. Do you have any in the back? Yeah, I think we have a couple. And <laughs> the prices are just as good. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the price yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and then uh, Baby Bird, American Eagle, uh, rare, uh, Eagle bird. Rare, whatever. Eagle rare. Baby Bird. <laughs> I call it Baby Bird because I couldn't remember it. You want some? I came home with a babe. I got a Baby Bird. She's like, what? Oh, you got the 375. The 375. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. We drank the shit out of that. But, you know, it's like, you know, you know and I, it's, I now have, honestly, have now lived that point that you Made. Yeah. Well, and people are going to be result, people are going to be tired of so old tub yeah. over there. Just saw it. I saw it for fifty dollars no. in two different stores. That should be twenty bucks, right? And if that's going to keep happening, so these big good, brands where like they put out these LTOs oh, or like brutal. these fun releases, like what right. old tub was, just a yeah. reference back to the past. That was never meant to be like yeah, an allocated whiskey. It's supposed to be a like twenty-three dollar bottle yeah. of whiskey. Now they're selling it for fifty bucks. That's outrageous. Like, eventually, the customer is going to come around and be like, "I'm just tired of this." When everyone like they like everyone's got a cell phone, you can look at it like you're like, right. "Oh, I think this is wrong." And you freaking pull up your cell phone, yeah. look right. at the price, and you're like, "That's and outrageous." Like, and if you know anything about whiskey, like lots well, of bourbon. Okay, well, why is that so expensive? When it was, I saw it on the shelf two months ago for twenty five bucks. Yeah. Well, it's this forty dollar bottle of whiskey right here. Right. Like, hopefully we can and we can be those people inside the aisle directing them to that, or be the people that are telling the story to the people who work in the aisle. Yeah. Um, to retell that story and rephrase it for us. How has that changed for you? How have you adapted to the, the distributor side to now telling a story? And what did you bring over from one side? Or what do you wish you had during that time in your distributorship that you had now to do your job? So I'd say probably the, well, I mean, one of the biggest things is probably the big learning is just learning the different, like, regulations, 
like nuances pricing of each state um so that's i mean like just going across state lines it's like a completely different ball game so um whether like um a retailer is going to work on margin or markup i'm like what like this is wild um one thing that like i've been able to sort of like realize is like i've had a couple times like a distributor like one of our distributors was like trying to talk to me like i've never done their job before and i'm like no 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 like this is like i'm i'm familiar with what you're talking about and like like pricing like you'll talk price like they'll be like no this is how pricing works i'm like actually i think your pricing model's wrong i'm like (laughs) i'm like i love it and i'm gonna work it up on my side i'm gonna send it to you and they're like oh yeah you're yeah you're actually you're 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 correct you're correct yeah so it's just like um it's having just that experience on both sides i'm still i mean i'm only eight months into the supplier side okay um Hmm. And it's been a freaking blast. I mean, I've literally, like I tell my boss, I'm like, I've learned more this past eight months than I did like the past three years in my old role. It's not, a ba- it's not a bad thing. Yeah. No. It's just like, it's you're doing different things. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have just more gotta, attention, more focus to one. Yeah. One and the yeah. intent is different. Yeah. It's, and I'm like, like, okay, yesterday, I'm like, I'm going to turn my hat to sideways. I'm like, I'm HR today. I'm like, I'm going to turn it this way. I'm like, I'm IT. I'm like, because we're literally a team. We're a team of 12. Yeah. And... Like yeah. five of those folks work at the tasting, like they're bartenders at our tasting room. Right, right. And so we're a small team where like yeah. in my old role, like I could like pick up the phone and like call somebody and be like, hey, I need the answer. Like it, within 30 seconds, mm-hmm. they're like, okay. Like you knew who to call. There was, there was somebody there. So it's uh, it's just definitely been a really good learning experience. Yeah. One question I do have for you guys is yeah, please. what um, what's a piece of advice you would give to a new brand mm-hmm. launching in Illinois? Know your story and know how to tell it concisely. Okay. Yeah. Um, have that have that there built in where someone can believe in you and believe in your brand. Because as much as they're buying the whiskey inside, they're buying you yeah. as an individual. What I always say is like, yeah, I work for an Australian whiskey distillery, but I'm local in the sense that people will support me because I'm a Chicago person that they can trust with whiskey. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. When your friend gives you a ticket to the Indie Spirit Show, go. <laughs> Just kidding. I think um, it kind of goes to Wilson's point about, you know, with all the account lists being the same, I'm sure I sell more whiskey than most craft spirits in Plainfield, Oswego, Batavia, and Geneva because mm-hmm. I go out in those right. towns and mm-hmm. Yorkville have made relationships. I hate the 80-20 rule. You've heard it forever oh in, God, in, yeah. in that building. It's I lazy. It. I hate it. It's lazy. It's so lazy. lazy. And but it's, it's expensive. But it's also not wrong. <laughs> like I think truth is 60 40 70 30. Yes. 80 20 when you're when you're Jim Beam probably makes sense cuz you don't have time to be everywhere and you're yeah. selling enough yeah. out there. Yep. Fuck the 80 20 rule. Can you explain that people don't know that. Sorry, 80% of your business is done in 20% of the accounts. Yep. It's lazy. It's horseshit. Um, unless you're a big that's brand. That's the point that I was and pointing at. Right. I learned from So I'm glad from you, oh, so it's I'm, important for like this so, time of year cuz obviously we're focusing yeah. on like Hitting those huge accounts for us, but yeah, like all year round, can you do right. that? Hell no. So there's 15 of these independents that you need to win in, and that you'll see all of us in. We're all there, and we can all win there. Yeah. But then go find your 20 that, whether it's in your neighborhood, it's your or 20. it's for some reason some guy you grew up with has got a bar in Crystal Lake. Right. Who knows what? But go get a, a disproportionate amount of business out of somewhere yeah. that nobody else is knocking on. It's, it's funny though too because um, that eighty twenty rule I also like um, coincided with like 
people always say like 80% of your business is done in like Chicago Metro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's so many mm-hmm. cool bars yeah, and right. restaurants. Every cool neighborhood has a main street yeah. with like the cool Italian restaurant or the yeah. cool barbecue restaurant. Every, every, like, if, if you go into, if you go into Illinois history and this is something I did and then I tapped into my previous lives to do this. Mm. I looked at when you're Batman. Yes. Mm. I actually, I was the first captain America just, so you know, <laughs> Um, Not even American, I was the first bro. one in my block to have Puerto that Rican. costume. Aren't you Puerto Rican? Yeah. Oh, baseball so what? All-star in the 20s. <laughs> We're part of the U.S., <laughs> goddammit. I said our Commonwealth. star in the 20s. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were from I Mexico was, this whole I was, time. I was the first. I was. God bless it. <laughs> Um, He's like, I was born I, in Logan Square. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were a shit ton of Puerto Ricans in Logan Square. Really? Oh, and yeah. over by Wrigley. No way. Oh, oh yeah. Bro. Okay. Oh, yeah. We used to run that shit. That's okay, why I was so shitty. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck with me. Deep in the streets. Anyway, you did some history about shit. So, I did some history. And the surrounding suburbs, anything that was established from 1820. Three to nineteen eighteen are still uh, in, they're in, they're, they are now incorporated. They are now like beautiful homes, lo- you know, main streets, shops, and yeah. all that. That is where um, the culture that is established in Chicago when it comes to culture, uh, cocktails, and out nightlife and restaurants is going because of that. The 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 storefronts, yeah. It's mini. Oh. She could call it mini. Many mm. cities within. Well, yeah, because we all things, Chicago's you know. explained for anybody who doesn't live in Chicago is a big city built on small neighborhoods. It's right? small neighborhoods. Yeah. City neighborhoods. City neighborhoods. Seventy-seven neighborhoods in Chicago. Seventy-seven different ways of doing business. City big shoulders. City, city by the lake. City by the lake. Second, Second city. city. So many cities. Windy city. Windy, Windy city. city. Anything else? Cha city. Cha town. Cha town. But um, so yeah, so I actually this last this this last Chi Town, goddammit. Uh, the Chicago Sky. Oh, they won. Yeah, Mm. NBA, WNBA. Shout out to them. Yeah, duh. Uh, Sexist, (laughs) misogynistic male. I forgot my point. Goddammit. Leave your white male privilege at the door, Wilson. (laughs) But especially being out of Denver, because you have so many transplants that have gone back and forth and. People from here that have gone to Denver, and maybe their brother or sister live in Denver, but they're still here. That mm-hmm. you've got a a good product, and then be a good tie to it. That uh, you never know where you're going to bump into just some decision maker. That totally, you know, yeah. Most industries ignoring the, their distributor reps, call them in, like or you know, yeah, nobody deals with it. And there's also a reason why the population of Chicago has decreased in the last four years, and the suburbs have grown. Yeah, like, yeah. people Correct. are leaving. People are leaving. Leaving, but they're also taking their palates with them, and take, they, their their hobbies of wanting to go to good bars and restaurants, and sh- cooks and chefs. And, and I fault the Big Ten for that. The Big Ten. Yeah. Big, all the Big the, Ten universities. The conference? Yeah. Oh. All the Big Ten universities. All, all the big jobs, all the good jobs are in Chicago. So mm. like all those Big Ten schools are flooding Chicago with all their freshly, all fresh grads, mm. all their MBAs and all that shit, or guys who want their and gals that want their MBAs from Chicago because we got, what, one, two, maybe three, mm-hmm. maybe two, maybe three of the best MBA programs in the, in the world are yeah. in Chicago. So, yeah. I mean, you what? got... You know, so they're bringing their money, they're bringing their palettes, they're bringing their, their, their pride, their youthfulness to the city. Young well, so, money. Yeah. 
I'm more of a, I'm more of an I'm more of an old money kind but of I guy. I got a whole <laughs> lot of new money though. So, you know, shout out to uh, Migos on that Bad Bougie, one of the best songs ever made. All right, there we go. Uh, so yeah, back so it's just you know, and that's the thing. It's like you know, you you track these back. Sure. You track you you go you track this back to individuals. <clears throat> excuse me. And that's where I think that's where Brett, you know, where I, the lesson that I learned from Brett in in outreach to new markets or to new places or to new placements is finding your own. And I think that's the problem. I showing think we're up showing up. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Thank you. Well, no, Brett, I, Brett talked about that. Yeah. I, whatever, episode 19 or 18, whatever that was. I remember um, that Yeah, one of the biggest pieces of advice I took from that because I had just started with Star Wars was just show up, mm-hmm. say hi. You know, people are, yeah. uh, people in different parts of the city, different parts of Chicago land, mm-hmm. they don't see reps every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you show up and you come back the next yeah. month, wow, it's like this guy's cons- consistent yeah. and yeah. committed to my store. Yeah. Or my bar, whatever yeah. it might be. So, I think that's, I mean, they, a brand like yours, brother, and you know, you weren't on the street a ton in the past. They don't expect to see us again. Right. So many of them, let right. alone a second time or <laughs> there a is, third time. So one, one, one account that I think you should – well, let me just say this. And I said a, sh- a shit ton, and I didn't even get to my point. The point is this. <laughs> I see it, though. Come it's on, right Captain over America. there. It's Come right on, here. America. Go get it. Donkey in the lake. The way I go about it, I don't give a shit. I'm not afraid. Just go head on. Oh, you know, yeah. You come into the city. If you know Chicago – Go. Yep. You just head on. Fuck them. Yep. You go. I mean, we're going to find one another in the market. They're going to make yeah. a decision. Sometimes it's going to be down to us or them or us and them or them or, or them. None. It's just, no. it's, you just go head on. You know, just you act it's as if, act as if you belong. And that's what wins. There's a little distillery just started here in Chicago, Wolf Point Distilling Company. Oh, really? We need to get them in. Um, and they source their private barrels or their single barrels and their bourbon. They make their own gin. Right? Where are they at? They are in literally West uh, in uh, Wolf Point in like West, West Fulton. West of, yeah. Fulton. Fulton. I don't know what. That's not a mythology release. Wolf and right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like that a, is something like you know. And, like I mean, shout out you know, area. shout out okay. to Eric uh, McMillan. He's a buddy of mine who who they hired on to be their to their uh, sales guy. They do their own self distribution up to three hundred fifty cases per Illinois law, and they're rocking and rolling. Awesome based on exactly what you guys are doing blending and or just sourcing what you are not making currently mm-hmm. but making their own gin and um they're i feel personally they're rocking it now they're make they're making small little waves you know they're they're uh they're up there with now the locals in a sense personally i feel oh, yeah right here in the west loop yeah, yeah. right here in the west loop huh. i and i follow that you know just see what they're doing how For they're sure. doing it because one of the things that they did in they were trying to bring the Chicago experience and the Chicago icon thing into their offering, into the market to tell a deeper story about Chicago, not so much just say that say that they're from Chicago. Mm. And this is exactly what you're doing at Mythology, you and your friends. You know, you guys are taking an experience that you have experienced in Colorado, a lifestyle, and you're bringing it to another place. I think. So, how do you mimic that somewhere else? That's not Colorado. Well, you let the mythology begin in that city. Mm-hmm. Right. Take mm-hmm. on its own. So take yeah. on its own ownership. Yeah. And that's what I feel Wolf Boys done. It's like, look, we may not be the original. Right. We may not make it all. Yeah. But we have a story. And we and the reason behind that story. I also want to record you saying yeah. Chicago and make it my ringtone. <laughs> Get him to count to three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One, two, that's, that's three. Three. 
No, is there anything else that we should know about mythology? Yeah. Um, oh, I have a question. Yeah. If I want a bottle and yeah. I live in a state where people can ship me a bottle, uh-huh. unlike this one, is there a way to order? Yeah. So on our website, um, so we ship to any market that has legal authority to ship product okay. across state is lines. Mythology.com or uh, mythologydistillery.com. Um, we've got all of our products. Uh, we've got some limited releases on there as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So mythologydistilling.com if you want to try it. Distilling or distillery? Distillery. Oh, sorry. Yep. Oh, did yep. I say that wrong? Distillery. Mythologydistillery.com. Yeah. Correct. Mythology and you'll see my handsome face on there, too. Ooh. But they won't ship it to me. No. Because I live in Illinois. Yeah. <sighs> but I have friends. Do we have friends? Happens. I know people that... that you're, not, you're not too far from Wisconsin. No. Not no. too far from Iowa. No. Mississippi works both ways, doesn't it? It does. It does flow. I, I heard you know somebody though that works in mythology. Mm. I do know some that works in mythology. <laughs> Possibly. Right. So what uh, what do you got going on right now? What yeah. You, what do you what are you up to now? Um, work wise or just life? Oh. <laughs> um, work wise. So I'm actually I'm be heading out to uh, to Steamboat next week. Uh, no particular reason. No particular just, reason. Just like Steamboat. We're uh, <laughs> we're gonna get our 2022 <laughs> plans in place. Um, my birthday's in a couple weeks. Ooh, the 17th. We Same as my son, AJ. Same as your 17th son. 17th birthday, wow. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> wish. Yep. 17 plus a handful of years. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I just... So, um, So as we, we've launched in Tennessee, um, I just signed up for the Iron Man Chattanooga. Oh. Which is in good old Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was supposed to be so there this week, but... Really? Yeah. But. I, so, I have not been... When we launched, I went to... I did... Um, Knoxville. Okay. My boss did Nashville. Great, great little hidden gem. Dude, Knoxville's freaking awesome. Yeah. Except my mother in law lives there, so <laughs> I won't see you there. We're gonna have to cut that oh. out. Oh no, you don't have to. <laughs> Old. Uh, and then our Colorado state manager, he did uh he did Memphis. So no one could go to Chattanooga and I'm like, God, oh, I wanna go to Chattanooga. Yeah. So yeah. My yeah. sister went three weeks ago and for a long weekend. She loved it. Um I have a couple friends that are in the industry that did some work in Chattanooga. Okay. They loved it. It's just, uh, it's one of those up and coming hidden gems. It, that's I've heard. And mm-hmm. then you got Chattanooga whiskey there now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, made a right? big hit lately. Yeah, if you see a Lookouts hat, let me know. I'm in the lookout for a Lookouts oh, hat. Oh, Lookouts. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's one of my lookouts. favorite Marley hats of all time to see with two eyes, like cartoon eyes. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I could order it on the internet, but that's not as fun. That's yeah. not as fun. No. no. I want the hunt. Yeah. I want you to do the hunt. Like, yeah, dude, grab it. Well, uh, Andy, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. Sharing the story of mythology with us all and all yeah. the insight, too, to the industry. Because, oddly enough, the customers out there, they like to hear this talk about the industry <laughs> and, like, how it all operates. I love so it. So we had a lot of behind-the-scenes um, yeah. conversations here today. So cool. That hour and a half flew by, too. Yeah. Yes. Sorry for everything. Well, well you know what else, yeah, Andy? I know. Yeah. I, I looked down, like, one, like, at 120 in. I'm like, oh, wow, we've been doing this for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I also did teach Andy the ways of the Kube. Uh, today. Oh, nice. I seriously so, might have to go out like on Amazon to buy this. Uh, on my way to uh, Batavia to play tonight. Come on out. There we go. It'll be only 35 degrees. <laughs> be a cold one. That's why you, that's why you bring whiskey and beer. Cube. That's exactly right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Wilson, do anything to promote? No, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, you have anything for a second more out there? I got nothing. Uh, right just have a happy ND. 
and yeah, we're in November. November, God, December, yeah. already here. Notre Dame. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, good point. Thank you. So. For or North Dakota. Or North Dakota. Awesome. Well, everybody out there, appreciate listening. Um, for Wilson, Brett, and Andy, this is Jake from Star Award Whiskey and this million dollar podcast called Key in the Lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we to mention Pin Hook. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Sean. <laughs> thanks, Sean. <laughs> have a good week, everybody. Uh, be safe and uh, have fun. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>